Hey, I want to talk to you today about mobile learning and what, what are we seeing, uh, what are we doing about it, and um, where we think things might be going uh, in, in the very near future. So for a start, uh, we're working across New Zealand, Australia, and Asia. And in terms of uptake, New Zealand's been a little bit behind the ball uh, compared to our, our Australian clients and definitely our Asian clients. I think what's, um, what's driving this a lot with the organisations we're working with is the ability um, for those folks within the organisation to use their mobiles, which potentially owned by the organisation and all themselves, to do their own workplace learning. Now, folks are using their mobiles to do their learning full stop, right? So people are Googling stuff, they're going onto YouTube, finding out how to decorate cakes for their, for their kids' birthdays and doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the reality is, though, that for workplace learning, there seems to be a, a little resistance to do that. Sometimes the LMS is a challenge and it's not as mobile-friendly as it could be. Um, so we're seeing some, some variation and, look, that some very, very rough kind of rules of thumb. You know, 70% of what we're doing in Australia would be considered mobile first. So we're creating it, works well on the mobile, really well on the mobile desktop, pad, iPad. In uh, Southeast Asia, we're, we're um, working at the moment 95%. So almost everything that we do from a digital perspective is mobile-based. New Zealand, a little bit less, you know, 35 40%. Um, it's growing and it's becoming um, more frequent. However, at this stage, you know, we're kind of lagging a little bit behind. So, hey, come on, New Zealand. I guess one of the questions um, many of our clients are asking us is, so what is driving adoption? There's a couple of things that we, that we see. The first one is really future-proofing. So even though organisations might not believe that their learners are going to use mobile as opposed to an iPad or, or, or a small laptop or a desktop, they want to future-proof. So if we're building them um, micro-learning modules or um, some content that they, can, uh, that they can access and interface with, and within a couple of years' time, they think most of this stuff's going to be served through a mobile phone. We're, we're doing that with our organisation. So, so some idea around future-proofing. Another one is around access. Now, access is an interesting one because, you know, there's always been that promise that we're going to be doing workplace learning and it's anywhere, anytime. Now, that's kind of true to a degree. And... We've had some opportunities to do that, and it's been happening, you, you know, through the history of learning, right? With workplace learning, it's kind of where pretty much most of the learning happens. doesn't really happen in a classroom. Um, workshops can be great for some things, other things not so good. And it really, you know, sometimes it happens when we're looking at a, a, at a screen and we're kind of interfacing with, with the screen and the learning there. But what we're finding um, is people might want just to have little snippets, uh, tips and tricks, um, some, some small learning bites that they can do between meetings, before meetings, to prepare them for the meeting, uh, and, and also to understand situations and go, oh, you know, within that situation that I just experienced, um, is that something that I should be concerned about per se? It might be some work, but here we go. Let, let's use a chestnut workplace bullying. Um, was that bullying or not, and what do I need to do about that? So really, um, the, the, the mobile... And mobile technology is enabling us to not just serve learning and create a learning experience and digitise that learning experience and kind of use the mobile to, to hold that, but also to hold some content for us. 
you know, is that content a, a, a performance support aid or whatever, you know, like a, a digital quick reference guide, whatever we want to call that thing, it's some knowledge that helps me do my job better and it's kind of better. It's like a, a, an augmentation of, of, of my suite of learning stuff, if you like, or, or, or knowledge, knowledge where, if you like. Um, so different organisations call that stuff different things, but the reality is that the real challenge is how can we get in the pocket of our folks some rich content, not just learning, but some rich content that's going to help them do their job. That's kind of cool, right? And I think the other one is speed. Uh, and, and what I mean by speed, not speed to download this stuff, but speed to create. Now, in many of our customers, the idea around spending weeks and weeks and weeks, and if not months, to create this perfect suite of um, learning objects or, or, or referenceware or whatever that might be, um, things have probably moved on already, right? So, so they can't wait um, and engage with a company like Inspire Group or, or potentially do it internally if it's going to take too long because the need has passed, right? So what we're finding in, in Chameleon, and obviously I love Chameleon because we built it, um, our own authoring tool and platform, is that it enables organisations, whether we're working with them or they're going to do it themselves to build this stuff really, really quick. Because there's no way like a five-minute uh, micro-learning module should take like months, right? It's crazy, you know? And it shouldn't. Uh, and the reality, reality is it doesn't, particularly if you're using some decent tools. So yeah, so that, that's what, what we believe is driving adoption, um, you know, in terms of 5G and um, the ubiquity, there you go, that's kind of an interesting word, or, or the amount of connectivity and the amount of devices, it's, that, that problem is going to solve itself. So most people are going to have a device, most people will be connected. The challenge is how can we have these things help people do their jobs better? And that's kind of the space, the space that we're playing in. Um, right. However, there are some challenges. You, you know, that's not to say that there. You know, this world of mobile learning, it's all it's it's all there. And organisations, if they're not kind of moving towards this, you know, what's going on, and how come they're dragging their feet? Because the reality is, there's always challenges. You know, in implementing something new and different. Um, one of the big challenges, and this is some um, some some research um, from ATD, uh, the um, American Training Development. 2018, so uh, some years ago, but, but still relevant. We checked this with, um, with a bunch of our customers late last year. So a big challenge is budget. So, it, well, money, right? So, so we need to be able to make some investment, but we need to see some return on this investment. I think the good thing about mobile learning, as opposed to, say, LMS were 20 years ago, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of investment. Or, or potentially millions of dollars worth of, worth of investment. Everyone's got the device, uh, the, the tools aren't expensive, and the creation of decent learning, if you know, folks know what they're doing, and, and many folks do, uh, it, it, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of investment, right? So um, budget, yeah, you know, and showing a return on investment's important, but the cost of this stuff versus the benefit that we believe that delivers um, is, is quite different than, say, learning management systems were years ago or, or you know, even before that, creating video discs of learning, if anyone can remember that a long, long time ago. Big challenge is integrating with legacy LMS. So, you know, these folks that we work with, they go, yeah, that's great, you know, so we want to create some modules and, 
and we want to have them on the phone and you know and people can look at them on their phones and then people can look at them on iPads and their desktop oh hang on a minute our LMS doesn't really serve this stuff very well uh, serve both from a technical perspective and also serve very well via the mobile so the LMS might not be as mobile ready as potentially it could be which is kind of a challenge right so you imagine say to the learner hey it's easy here's this little thing you can do it before the meeting it's only going to take five minutes but then it takes three minutes to get into the LMS and find it and, you know you kind of you burnt your learning time just trying to get get at this stuff which seems seems a little silly uh, some organisations that we work with are um, hosting these things outside of the LMS. The, the desire to track and report on it isn't as great, and again, it's a trade-off, as it, as it is to, with the frustration of going through the front door of the LMS and kind of getting at this stuff. Not all, but some, you know. And some LMSs do this really well, not kind of dissing LMSs in any way. Uh, but you know, some, some do this really well and some need to do it better, I think, to take the opportunity. Um, the other one is security. Security is an interesting one. So it's, it's either security or the content. Um, so how do we know that someone isn't, gonna, isn't going to see some of the stuff that shouldn't be looking at it? Which is kind of interesting because, you know, one might imagine the same challenge would apply if someone picked up a, a workbook from a facilitated session and, I don't know, left it on the bus or something, right? In some ways, I think um, digital might be more secure in some ways. But yeah, I understand that. So, so security, the content, but there's also security, you know, as where is this content and can I go through these doors and to get into your organisation somewhere, you know, behind the firewall. So yeah, security can be an issue. Um, it's, not, uh, it's not something that can't be solved because it can be and there are many, many apps and many uh, mobile-based um, things that organisations are doing now where they've sec solved that security um, challenge. But, you know, and it's really something to think about, and we go through that with some of our organisations in terms of, you know, what, is, what are your checklists and what do we need to adhere to, what do we need to comply to, so you can essentially use Chameleon or, or any other tool, but you can use Chameleon and have that working within your business and making sure that we've ticked the boxes that we need to tick. The other one, um, I've, uh, you know, IT infrastructure and support. So whether or not, and this has been a challenge, whether or not your IT folks um, are prepared to support this and how much support do they really need to give it? Because, you know, a lot of the time, uh, a lot of the time they, they might not necessarily want um, some additional complexity in their lives. It, maybe that's a euphemism. They just don't want some more stuff to deal with it that they wouldn't have to. So I, I really think it's, um, you know, it kind of puts the um, onus on, on vendors like ourselves to make that easy for folks and to reduce the, um, the support required um, to deliver this sort of stuff. And then, the, you know, the last one would be legal or policy concerns. And, and again, you know, policy is something that organisations create, oftentimes as part of a legislative framework. But, you know, legal policy concerns, again, is just something that we need to work with, with some organisations to get them over the line so their users and their learners can access this good stuff so they can do their jobs better. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a, I guess, a bite-sized 10-minute or so um, view of mobile learning and, and, and what we're doing about it and what we think about it. So, you know, the theory is all well and good. Uh, I guess what really uh, resonates with our customers is 
where this is happening, what have you guys done before and, and whether or not it's working. So I, I think a good example of this is this is really a, an example of performance support. So putting in the pockets of those folks some tools and knowledge and information that's going to help them do their job better, right, and, and f- to be more successful. So I'm not going to use any names for the client, and maybe some of you folks can guess who they are, but I'm going to try to disguise this as much as I can. Um, the reality was this organisation, um, they changed their sales force, essentially. And within that change, their sales force had to be equipped and knowledgeable about their products. Obviously, it's a product knowledge challenge, right? Um, the product knowledge was relatively volatile, and they needed to they needed to have that knowledge with them at all times. Now, it couldn't be in their head because that, you know, that transfer would take a little bit too long. So what essentially we, um, that, that was the real challenge. So it wasn't so much a learning challenge as a support challenge. So what, what we thought is, hey, look, all these folks have got, you know, smartphones, mobile phones, and could we not create a suite of product knowledge? Um, highly visual, this is very, very sort of visual, um, visual learners, but also, and I don't mean visual learners as a visual auditory reading kinesthetic way because we know that's been debunked but um, essentially what these folks do is they have to paint pictures for their clients and and, and be very very clear about how things are going to work in the client's environment right so so visual in that sense so what we did is we created um, eight um, I'm not even I don't even really want to call them modules but that's what we call them at the time or eight um, blocks of performance support knowledge it sounds a bit kind of consulty eight chunks of stuff for them to have in their pockets, on the job, tight time frame, took about six weeks, right? It's a pretty tight time frame. And um, so what that enabled these folks to do was essentially sell the product, um, meet the deadline in terms of delivering this content, but also meet their sales targets. So yeah, a, a, a discrete example of mobile learning possibly would come to life if people could see stuff a little bit different over, the, over audio, but yeah, that, that would be an example. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. Um, we've uh, talked a, f- a little bit about mobile learning today and um, some of the theory and what we believe is happening and also um, a, a very brief case study. So if you do have any questions about mobile, uh, mobile learning and how that might work in your organisation and how you can start to utilise some of this technology, don't hesitate to get in touch. Thanks for listening and I hope you got some value from today's show. Please let me know any other topics you'd like us to cover and give us any feedback details that are in the show notes. I hope to hear from you soon.